0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mailing It, the official podcast of the United States Postal Service. I'm Dale Parsan.
1: And I'm Carla Kirby. Dale, did you know that according to the U.S. Small Business Administration, there are more than 33 million small businesses in this country? And those businesses account for more than 99% of all U.S. businesses.
0: Hey, Carla. No, I didn't. I knew the number was going to be high, but I didn't realize it was going to be that high. Do we know if the Small Business Administration also tracks how many people work for small businesses throughout the country?
1: Why, actually, yes, they do. There are currently 61 million small business employees in the U.S. That's a little less than half of the U.S. workforce.
0: That's a lot of jobs. And it shows you just how many people rely on small businesses to make a living. Well, in case our listeners haven't already guessed, this episode, we're going to talk about small businesses through the lens of how the Postal Service works with them.
1: When I think of small businesses in the Postal Service, I usually think about the postcards I get in the mail advertising local companies and services. But I know there's a lot more that we offer. Here to tell us more about that are Peter Temco and Susan McGowan. Peter is the Postal Services Manager of Small Business Solutions, and Susan is a marketing specialist for Small Business Solutions. Peter, Susan,
2: welcome to Mailing It. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Dale.
3: Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Carla. It's great to be here. Wonderful. Well, before we discuss
0: all the ways the Postal Service works with small businesses, let's get to know each of you a little bit better. Uh, I want to know a little bit more about who you are, what you do at the Postal Service. Peter, let's start with you.
3: I've been here at Postal for approximately four years. I was asked to help create a small business solutions group that was very, very customer-centric toward the small business community. The Small Business Solutions team mission is to engage with the small business community and understand their needs and pain points. It's also to highlight postal solutions that will help make them successfully grow their business and be the voice of the small business community within the postal organization.
0: Sounds like you've got a pretty impactful job, Peter.
3: I've been very, very lucky to be involved with this because it really gets me into the, the mode of engaging with the small business community. It's very, very exciting.
0: Well, we have the right man here in the seat with us.
1: And we also have Susan. How long have you been with the Postal Service? And what do you do with us as a marketing specialist?
2: So I just passed my 11-year anniversary. Congratulations. 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 And I'm so excited about this role because... I get to outreach to many, many small businesses. Our goal is to initiate marketing campaigns, to do events, to do webinars, to do educational and in-person events that help inform small businesses of the solutions and products that we have that can help them grow their business. Some of the events that we do are small business trade shows. We do an annual symposium at the National Postal Forum. We're showing support this month for Small Business Saturday, actually, which will happen next month. We engage with the Small Business Administration. So this past May, we engaged with the Small Business Administration, and we had a virtual trade show booth because we were just coming out of the pandemic, and we engaged with hundreds of small businesses on that event, and that is one of the highlights of our year.
0: You know, I've had an opportunity to see some photos from some of these trade shows, Susan, and frankly, they're they're incredible. The, the displays we put up, the outreach, the amount of employees that we're able to make available to answer questions and inquiries, it's pretty impressive.
2: Yes, it definitely is. And there's nothing better than when you're talking directly to a small business and hearing their story and how we have impacted their journey. It's really great.
0: I'm looking forward to getting a little bit more into it, Um, but I'm also thinking that it's also, as a small business owner, you may not think that an entity as large as the Postal Service really has time for you. So opportunities like that for engagement must really help reinforce how available the Postal Service is and how dedicated we are to all of our customers. Absolutely. Great. So I, th- I think it'll be helpful at this point for us to take a step back and let's talk about the term small business. What does it mean uh, to to the Postal Service? And what does it mean to you all specifically? Because I feel like our audience might have a d- different perspective on what that phrase means.
3: Peter. First and foremost, I want to just say how important small businesses are to the American public. Small businesses are the engine of growth to the to the American economy. But one of the things we had to do within our organization, in the postal organization, is we had to make a definition. That definition is under 100 employees for a small business and $180,000 in business to the postal service.
0: So how does that differ from how the Small Business Administration defines a small business?
3: The Small Business Administration defines small business in many, many different categories. What we had to do is we had to bring it to something that was tangible, and real to the Postal Service.
0: Okay. So, I, you know, frankly to me, uh, when I hear small business, I think of mom-and-pop shops, you know, the ice cream parlor down the corner from my apartment. So it's good to have some context here. Um, so what are some of the more unique needs that businesses of this size require of the Postal Service?
3: Small businesses are extremely cost sensitive because they are small businesses. They are they are involved with many many different aspects of their business. They need to focus on their their need for control of cost associated to their business. Yeah, they may not have as
0: big of a budget as let's say a big box retailer.
3: And that brings me also to the number of employees and resources. Sometimes the the CEO is also the chief of marketing, who's also <laughs> the chief of operations, who's also the chief of of transportation. So what we we at postal need to do is be able to help that person come up with solutions so that they're not focused, they're focused on their core aspect of what their business is, not worried about how they get their product to their to their end-all customer. Great.
1: So I guess when we think about marketing, I can imagine a lot of these businesses that are launching are using social media and other types of platforms to push out their services and promote their businesses. How can we help as the postal service?
2: So we have many ways that we help them. And I do agree with you, Carla, social media is so attractive to a small business. But what we offer them with our services is oftentimes more tangible and more effective than what social media can give them. Local local businesses Their customer base is oftentimes their neighborhood, so they have a need to reach that local neighborhood, and there is nothing more effective than a direct mail campaign, an every door direct mail campaign. As a small business owner, I can't imagine there's anything more convenient than that
1: it sounds like we offer a lot of resources for small small businesses.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild to think of uh, the long history the Postal Service has with helping small businesses grow. I mean, one of the largest businesses in existence right now has got to start with the founder driving books to their local post office for shipping.
3: Let's take a trip in the way, way, (laughs) way back machine. One of the aspects of this is think about – We had a mail order catalog company in the 1800s who basically opened up their their doors by using the postal service network. That company then created a foundation for what is currently e-commerce. I think it's really important that the, that the small businesses out there realize how important they are and how the Postal Service has helped and service small businesses from the 1800s all the way up into the last 10 years when a small little company used to send out and mail out DVDs and now has become one of the most important companies bringing entertainment to your homes. For small businesses, we as the Postal Service see ourselves as the on-ramp to the superhighway of e-commerce.
2: I could not agree with you more, Peter, especially over the last two years. During the pandemic, we saw so many businesses explode with their online and e-commerce businesses. All of a sudden, they have need for reach and speed that they never had before. Let's think about it. Prior to the pandemic, their customers were probably all in their neighborhood. All of a sudden now, their e-commerce business is getting orders from all over, across the country or across around the world. So once you put your business on the internet, you're opening up to a whole different set of customers. This is where we come in. We offer solutions to them you know, they are coming into the postal service, they're coming into the post office, they are looking to their postmaster. You know, we never shut down to the pandemic, we were available to them, and they could come in and they could really look to us for advice and how to meet those orders, how to, how to advance their business and meet the delivery needs of those customers. One of the great services that I could not be more excited to talk about because I really see businesses light up when we talk to them about our Connect Local suite of services. Connect Local is something that small businesses, it's in every state now around the country. It's something that we rolled out this past year. This is a game changer for so many small businesses. It's a very, very affordable price. It gives them same day and next day service. And let's face it, Small businesses are trying every day to compete with larger e-commerce companies that are promising same-day and next-day service all the time. Well, we now with Connect have given a local business a tool to compete with them. They simply gather their packages at the end of the day, bring them to the back dock. They don't even have to wait in line in retail. I shouldn't say that, but there sometimes (laughs) is a line in our retail lobbies. They go to the back door, they drop those packages, and they're delivered same day or next day. And it is extremely affordable. I can
1: only imagine. It seems like we have a full suite of services. So it looks like so far we've touched on two basic needs of small businesses, that being the marketing and also, of course, their need to ship. So let's break down and talk about those a little bit more in detail. When we talk about marketing, Susan, we're talking about direct mail, correct?
2: Sure. Direct mail to a small business is actually probably what they think of as marketing mail. And all of us are familiar with the postcards and catalogs and offers that come into our house and promote things that are in our local business. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about marketing mail. We have various products, marketing mail, that can help businesses of all sizes. But for smaller businesses, we have a product called Every Door Direct Mail – and this is a product that is a simple, easy to use, probably our easiest to use and our most cost effective product for a small business. And what it involves is going on to our the U.S. Postal Services website. We have a special section for Every Door Direct Mail. Some people call it EDDM. And if you go on to our online tool, you're going to find a place on there to pick your Local routes, you can see how many customers are in your area, because this is a product that you're going to design your postcard, pick your routes, and bring it directly to the post office without any special indicia, and they're going to make sure it gets into the mailbox of every one of the customers along that route. One of the great things about the EDDM tool that the Postal Service has for small businesses is it really allows them to not only just pick the number of customers that are on a particular route, but it allows them actually to pick the demographic. And this is a really powerful tool for a small business because sometimes you want to tweak that just slightly and maybe not reach every person in the local neighborhood, but maybe you have a special demographic. So, when a small business outgrows every door direct mail or they have a more targeted message, what we like to offer to them is direct mail. A direct mail or marketing mail, as we call it, is an, is a more powerful medium because what that does is it allows them it allows the small business to really target by income level, by size of household. By the number of children in the household, what, for example, um, one of the businesses that I talked to recently it was a it was a daycare center, and they were trying to get you know they were trying to get more more children into their local center, and they used direct mail to really target in their area households that had children that had a certain income demographic, and they, you know those kind of solutions proved to be very effective for that kind of for that kind of a business. So, we all
1: know that life has changed dramatically since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. So, how has that changed for how our small businesses are using direct mail?
3: Carla, that's a really great question because throughout the p- pandemic, we were basically the infrastructure for all small businesses to get their message out to the to the customers. So, what we also did is we never, ever stopped going to every... Everybody's door every day, six days a week. This was especially important when it came to businesses and small businesses because they could no longer count on any foot traffic that was coming through their their facilities or their their stores. So what we found is that we became extremely, extremely important to their day-to-day survival. All of a sudden, the local businesses really had to become an e-commerce business just by their very nature of having to switch on a dime due to the pandemic.
0: So it seems like more and more uh, businesses are, are conducting more integrated marketing campaigns that combine direct mail with digital channels. How is the Postal Service involved with, with helping to make these integrated campaigns?
2: Yes, Dale, that is something that the Postal Service and direct mail really plays a major role in. One of the new services that the Postal Service has is the Informed Delivery product. And that is something that a business, a small business who's maybe a home-based business, can see all of the mail and packages that are going to be coming into their house that day. And what's really, really important about this to a small business is When they engage with informed delivery and they do a mailing, they also get this ride along campaign that is going to show up in everybody who has informed delivery. It's going to show up every day in their, in their email stream. And I know, I have talked to small business owners, and they tell me how important this is and what a boost they've seen in their business ever since we allowed them to have that ride-along online digital campaign to complement their mail piece. One of the other great marketing tools to include with a direct mail campaign is a QR code. Now, we've all heard about them, but... Think about how much they have changed just since the pandemic. You sit down in any restaurant and there's a QR code. They no longer even (laughs) give out menus. So all of a sudden, our phones have become this thing that will get us onto the internet immediately. And you see everybody using them. So a direct mail piece now that doesn't have a QR code is really missing out. So we always advise small businesses to add that. And that gives that that extra way for them to have that integration with the mail piece and their web presence.
0: We're big fans of Informed Deliver here on the podcast. We, we actually were able to do a segment on it and it's so interesting to to think of the value proposition that this brings to businesses, specifically small businesses, Peter, touching back on the fact that small businesses don't have the mega-sized budgets that you know other businesses that they're competing against have. So when you think of them putting uh, a pamphlet into the mail system, that's a single interaction that their targeted customer is going to get. But those ride-alongs, those digital campaigns, they're essentially doubling the touch points and that, I mean, if you think about the amount of time, energy, and funding that goes into that initial pamphlet, they're essentially doubling it. And that's, that's
3: incredibly powerful for small businesses. Extremely powerful, Dale. Extremely powerful.
1: So bringing that all full circle, you can see how direct mail can be used to circulate an offer, which can drive people back into the stores now that we're getting back out and about.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Nothing absolutely. could be more important than reaching your local community and letting them know that you're open again for business.
1: Great point. So let's talk about the other side of Postal's small business offerings, package delivery. If I'm running a small business, what am I looking for in a shipping partner?
3: I think you're always looking for cost is always a big factor when you're a small business. Agreed. So, but you also want a, a absolutely reliable partner. It is important that your your products when they're actually made get to the to the end consumer. In a in a very short specific time period.
0: So we've touched on this a little bit uh, as we've been having our conversation today. But small businesses need to be able to compete with their larger competition. Um, can we talk about a little bit more detail about how the postal service is creating more of a level playing field for small businesses, Susan?
2: Sure, one of the one of the services we talked about earlier was Connect Local, and I cannot emphasize enough how much that is a game changer for local small businesses. It is the way that they are going to get their product delivered to their local customers next day or same day. The other way that we level the playing field is we really become the partner for the small business. Let's remember, we are in every community and they don't have to pay extra when they come in and they want to talk to the postmaster and they want to get that business advice. We are there for them, for that solution. We're going to offer that advice for them for how that they can get that product affordably, across the country or around the world. One of the other things that I hear when I talk to small businesses, they love our packaging. Let's all admit we love (laughs) those priority mailboxes and they do too. And when you remind companies that these boxes are free of charge and they can have them delivered to their business, they don't even have to go into the post office like we all do and take them home. (laughs) They get them delivered to their small business and they're there at their disposal. One of the other offerings that we have is our brand new Click and Ship service. And we have heard from small businesses time and time again that one of, the, one, of, one of the needs of their business is a really good online platform that they can use to run their small business. And our new Click and Ship product really gives them that. Um, when they use this product, everything is right there at their fingertips and then they can put those out on their on their curb and their their carrier is going to come and, do, and and get those packages from them. They can process returns the same way. One of the greatest things about Click and Ship is that they that's where they print the labels for their Connect Local service. And that's so when they sign up for the service, they go into Click and Ship, they see that it's available and then they have it right there. And I actually would be remiss, you know, As Peter said, one thing that's very, very important to small businesses is the need to save money. Let's face it, they all have budgets, they all are trying to make the most out of every dollar. So we also have something called the loyalty program, and that gives them discounts on top of priority mail, and that also is available only through click and ship. And for as much as they ship, they will get discounts. The higher and the more they use us, the more discounts that they will receive.
3: With all the solutions that are currently coming out for small business, one of the things that Postal is trying to do is make it very easy and effective to for small businesses to do business with the Postal Service.
0: So let's, let's take that a step further, Peter. So we talk about, you guys mentioned that uh, a lot of ways how small businesses get introduced to the Postal Service's offerings to them is through their Postmaster. And we've talked a lot about the process and infrastructure that you all have helped build out for small businesses moving forward. But let's talk about that step in between a small business identifying that they have a need for marketing, for assistance, and that the poll service could be an option. Is your group performing any anything else, any different approaches with trying to do outreach to small businesses? How do we communicate directly with these small businesses to be proactive and let them know that we're here?
3: So one of the things that we're taking is within our strategy is actually activating our 635,000-person workforce, that of the U.S. Postal Service. And within that 635,000 workforce, what we are going to do is we're going to educate each one of uh, those people to be able to speak in general terms to some of our solution sets for small business. And in doing so, what we're looking at doing is ultimately – getting the interest in those so that our sales organization can follow up with small businesses directly.
0: So we've got hundreds of thousands of advocates out on the road every day. For we us. have
3: hundreds of thousands of small business brand ambassadors for the U.S. Postal Service. Brand
0: ambassadors. I like that. And absolutely, they know their neighborhoods. They know who they're delivering to. It makes a lot of sense.
3: They, are not, they don't only know their neighborhoods. They know the people because they are within the fabric of the community. They are part of the community themselves. Great point.
2: One of our other long standing successes is our Grow Your Business Day events. And this is when our postmasters hold lobby events at local post offices and they invite small businesses in from all over their community to come in and learn about their products and services. This, this every year, we could have thousands of these events. We, we task our postmasters with having one in every community, and these are so successful. This is one of the ways that we outreach. Other ways that we outreach is we do our small business um, trade shows. We partner with big organizations. Um, Most recently, we partnered with the Chamber of Commerce in Athens, Georgia. And, you know, we connected the Postmaster to different networking events where they have small businesses that are right there on Main Street in Athens, and they come in and they hear directly from the postmaster or the postal representative about you know the what really means the most to them and what's really going to answer their needs
1: it's definitely interesting to think that many of the businesses the larger businesses tomorrow we are actually helping get off the ground today you never know what can happen when the right tools to grow your customer base are provided to you and it sounds like We have a very good model using our postmasters, using our employee advocates to
0: reach out to our various customers. Brand ambassadors.
1: Brand (laughs) ambassadors.
0: I like that term, Peter.
3: So Carla and Dale, let me just say this, that small businesses are definitely the engine of growth for the U.S. economy. We at Postal want to be part of the infrastructure to be able to help those small businesses grow, those small businesses and entrepreneurs who right now are just starting to think about the new ideas that are going out in their minds about where they want to go. And we want to provide them with the, not only the infrastructure, but we also want them to be able to provide them with the knowledge base to be able to get their products to the right people at the right time at an affordable price.
0: Peter, Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very excited to see all the new tools and techniques, and I'm very excited to to learn more about the tools that, that we have coming out in the future to further help out small businesses throughout the country.
3: Dale and Carla, we can't wait to come back again to to, to share with you our new and innovative ways that we're going to be engaging with the small business community in the future.
1: Well, thank you both for coming out today. Peter and Susan, this has absolutely been a learning experience, um, and we hope to have you back.
2: Thank you.
3: Thank you.
1: And now it's time for Did You Know? In this segment, we explore some of the lesser-known facts about the Postal Service. Dale, I've got an interesting one to start with. Well, I'm ready for it. Farm-to-table restaurants are a thing now. But did you know the Postal Service created a farm-to-table program more than 100 years ago?
0: Wait, the Postal Service had a restaurant?
1: No. It was a way to make more use of the new Parcel Post Service, which launched in 1913. The post office had conceived Parcel Post as a way for sellers to send items directly to consumers. Parcel Post was really popular from the start with more than 300 million parcels delivered in the first six months. Farmers quickly adopted the service to ship farm products to people in urban areas. Mail carriers delivered everything from eggs and butter to fresh meat and vegetables. City folks got better and cheaper access to fresh foods, while farmers could get top dollar by eliminating the middleman. In 1914, Postmaster General Albert Burleson took food delivery even further. He designated 12 of the largest post offices as information hubs for food orders. Rural postmasters compiled lists of local products and sellers and sent the list to the nearest big city post office. Then the city postmasters used the list to create directories of sellers and distributed them to city residents. Urban customers could then use the directories to order farm-fresh deliveries to their homes.
0: You can kind of see the parallels between people taking advantage of those directories a century ago and people shopping via the internet today. In both cases, you need a good delivery system.
1: Exactly. The food ordering service took off. By February 1917, more than 35 post offices were printing and distributing farm-to-table directories to postal customers. Some post offices even install refrigerators to store perishables awaiting delivery.
0: So 1917, the U.S. entered World War I that year. How did that change things? The war helped
1: the program because food was critical to the war effort. President Woodrow Wilson said in a public address that the fate of the war depended on producing and conserving food. Farmers were under orders to produce as much as possible and make sure it got safely to market. In December 1917, the post office department established eight truck routes between important market centers primarily to haul farm products. This was a big innovation and an expensive one. The trucks picked up shipments directly from farmers, saving them a trip to the post office. They also saved labor, which was important because many men had left farms for the military. Congress renewed funding for the trucks in 1918 and subsequently in 1919, but then ended the program.
0: why they end such a successful program? It seems like it was a benefit to farmers and consumers, as well as something of a moneymaker for the post office.
1: It was actually probably due to several factors. After the war, private delivery services became cheaper, and self-service grocery stores were introduced around 1916. They were more convenient in cities than mail-order shopping. There may have been a political aspect, too. The assistant postmaster general, James I. Blakesley, was a contentious character who often rubbed Congress the wrong way. So he didn't have a lot of support for this product
0: once the war ended. Ah, if the post office had continued with this, though, who knows where it could have gone? Well, that wraps up another episode of Did You Know? Carla, fantastic time with Peter and Susan today. Absolutely. I learned quite a lot about small businesses. I didn't realize, first off, you know, how that we had an entire group dedicated to small businesses, but also just how much outreach and how many tools we put out there for them.
1: Yeah. And, you know, all the resources we provide through the Postal Service, through our locations and the fact that we have more than 600,000 brand ambassadors out there every day making it happen.
0: I like that line, brand ambassadors. And let me piggyback on that. The fact that. We have the ability to interact with small businesses every day when we're delivering mail, dropping things off. But it's as easy for a small business just to have that want, that desire to get more information. They can reach out to that brand ambassador, to that mail carrier. They can walk into their local post office, talk to a postmaster. I, th- I think that's incredibly impactful knowing that you don't have to call some 1-800 number and sit on hold. You don't have to you know, take on the onus of going online and you know, using a search engine to try and find out information. It's as easy as walking into your neighborhood post office. It's pretty, pretty cool.
1: That is absolutely cool. <laughs> so that's all for this episode of Mailing It. Don't forget to subscribe to Mailing It wherever you get your podcast and make sure you don't miss the next episode. And follow along on Instagram at US Postal Service, Twitter at USPS, and on Facebook.